Welcome to Redemption Unveiled, where we talk practical advice to live a Christian life. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm glad you're here. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. I'm excited today to have my mom back on the podcast and to have a very fun conversation with her. I'm excited to dive into this. So welcome back, Mom. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, so we were discussing on what we wanted to talk about today, and you were talking about how, as you raised us seven kids, how many different times things ended up coming up in you, like us kids triggered things, and you realize, wow, eventually you realize, I need to deal with some things because how I'm parenting this kid is not actually feeling like a peaceful, you know, approach or whatever. And I think that I'm excited to have this conversation because I think anyone can relate to this even if you don't have kids you can relate like even sometimes with your parents of how they like came at you you're like okay I can see now maybe they weren't in a good place absolutely and I think I think the thing about personal journeys of growth and and learning about yourself it's like if you don't really have to do it if there's not something in your face that is saying like this is a problem you can just you can hide and you can put a, a band-aid here and there and you can think you're fine. And of course, I mean, it's easier not to face yourself. It's easier not to face your demons or the things that really bothered you or even admit, you know, one of the things on my journey was, you know, I considered myself a strong person. So to have to admit that there might be some little something that happened in my childhood that in my mind I knew you know that's ridiculous and you know like one example was my mom used to always tell this funny story about I was her third child and I was the third girl and how she cried the day I was born because I wasn't a boy well I mean I knew I was loved I knew they loved having three girls you know it wasn't like it was a thing I was never rejected because I was a boy But as I really got deep into my journey of inner healing and why do I respond this way or why do I realized that that had went deep and had planted a seed of rejection or, you know, that I wasn't wanted somewhere, you know, and, you know, we say things like that as parents all the time. And it's not like you think your child understands, well, they know I don't mean it or I'm just being funny or it's just a story we tell, but like it did affect me. And I can remember sitting around with some of my girlfriends and they were, you know, we were going through our childhood and things. And as God brought things up, you know, letting them go. And one of my friends said, I just feel like God said there's something really deep. And what's the first thing that pops into your mind? And that was the first thing that popped into my mind, and I was so disgusted with myself. Like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Like, (sighs) you've got to be kidding me. That could not have affected me. That, That doesn't even matter. I know my mom didn't mean that. I know my mom loved me. But it did affect me. And God knows how we're created. God knows who we are. And so I can remember him saying, I want that. I want to pull that up. It's a weed deeply planted inside of you and you know what was crazy is as my friends gathered around and started praying for me I had a physical like response to that like I thought I was going to throw up it was so deep and it hurt so bad well in my mind see our minds tell us that's 
stupid. Stop it. And that's my personality. Like, just stop it. Like, mm-hmm. that is ridiculous, Shelly. You, you know, get yourself up and quit, you know, feeling sorry for yourself. And, you know, I parented like that, too. So, to have to say, yeah, I think that affected me, you know? I mean, I think things affect us that we don't want to affect us, and things have power over us that we don't want to have power. But until you acknowledge it, you know, now, then it was gone. And I can remember there, there were several things like that. And, and the journey that I went when I started walking into inner healing was really, I didn't really start it until my first child was born. And there is something about loving them so much that I really wanted to be able to give them the best me, like the best version of me. Yeah. And I say that I've said that several times on the podcast as a mom, like we can't teach our children freedom if we don't know, if we haven't had it for ourselves. And I think that, I think that your journey is why I think that because you, you through the years have shared so much of your your growth or your struggles, your difficulties, and kind of how God taught you and how you healed from them, which number one taught me how to yes, how to do it, but also taught me that it's just part of life, like to kind of dive in and to realize like I have I have issues, I have problems, and just to kind of learn to be okay that that's part of the process of life but I know that so many people that I know did not get that from their parents you know you kind of get the well just live like this you know do this or so many girls like their moms tell them to just be confident and love who they are and that they're beautiful or whatever but yet as a mom that mom doesn't love themselves, doesn't, you know, have confidence, doesn't think they're beautiful. And so I just think in a lot of ways, you plant what you have, not what you say. And so if I don't have that actually in me, I can't teach my girls, not to say they can't find it for themselves, but I can't show them the way to loving myself or loving them, like them loving themselves if I don't myself love who I am. Right. And and that's the thing that they, it was probably in my late 20s that I really began to impre- embrace and feel empowered with the truth about myself instead of the pretending and the hiding and acting like something I wasn't. And once you taste that, once you taste that freedom of, wow, this is my truth, it might be kind of ugly, but Wow, it felt really powerful and authentic, you know, and I was like, I'm going to give, I want to give my children, you know, that power of understanding that we don't have to be afraid of our truths. We don't have to be afraid of our weaknesses or when we struggle, but it's, it's a, it's hard because it's scary. And as long as we can fly under the radar and think we're hiding, it feels safe but it's not safe. It's not real. It's not powerful. And I, I hate this, but it really does feel so wrong to show that part of yourself to people. Like, even now, if I feel like I'm struggling with something that's stupid, like, I shouldn't feel like this. But the truth is, is I do feel like this. Like, right. if I say it, I'm going to cry. But I understand that even in my own, like you said, even in my own mind, I know it's not truth. Or even if it is true, it's not 
that big of a deal. But yet that that fear of being seen for who I really am, like, I'm not even talking about any kind of big things. I'm just saying, kind of like you said, like with the whole comment about, man, you know, I cried when I found out you were a girl. Like you knew in your head, like that was, like you had kind parents. Like your parents right. loved you and wouldn't have changed it. So it's right. not like you felt deeply that your parents always wanted you to be a boy, but there was just something there that obviously had affected you through the years. But I find that to be the same. Like I'll be talking to like you or to Carter or whatever and just be like, I I know I shouldn't feel like this, but if I'm going to be honest with you, like that's, this is how I feel right now. Like I do feel really stressed over this or I really do feel like a failure or I feel like this is a big deal. Like I know this is stupid and I can tell you with my own mind, I, you know, shouldn't feel that way, but I do. And, and I really, I would love it if more people really understood even if you don't even agree with how you feel, it's so helpful. And honestly, like a God, a God principle to get it out into the light and just say it. Even if you say, sometimes I say to Carter, I don't even agree with what I'm getting ready to say, but this is how I feel right now. Absolutely. And, you know, I always tell people it's like the moldy dish in the refrigerator in the back, you know, the, the mold and the, it can grow in the dark, but you bring it out into the light and, you know, it has to stop. And there, there's so many dark places that we just, we think it needs to go down further. It needs to go down f- further, like deep down, stuff it down to the tips of my toes. And the thing is, is that just gives it more power and more. It really does. More darkness it's like the to roots grow go in. Deeper. Right. The more we hide it and cover it up. But if you can find that person, and I know you talk a lot about finding your community or finding those people you can trust. If you even just have one person that you can just talk to and say blah 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 like this is my deep dark secret or maybe it's not even a deep dark secret maybe it's just something that you can feel it's growing inside of you and you know it's crazy as soon as it comes into the light all of a sudden you know it becomes what it really is which is usually very small right but it builds inside of us as long as it's in the darkness it can just grow and grow right. and grow. And before we know it, our mind is filled with these wrong thoughts, with these lies, with these horrible fears or horrible things. And it's so powerful once you learn to say it of like, well, this is my truth. You know, mm-hmm. it it's crazy how then, you know, because it says in the word, light dispels darkness. Mm-hmm. And those thoughts and, those, and all of those worries and fears they're very, they can be very dark, but you bring them out and the, and the light can just dispel it. It's very powerful. Yeah, it really is. And um, I like that, like just the reference of kind of the hiding, because I feel like for a long time in my life, it's not like I had any big dark secrets or anything. It was just hiding kind of like those embarrassing things that actually did bother me because you, you take on this identity that you're whatever, easygoing, or you're this type of person, or I'm smart enough, like I knew enough, I knew enough like wisdom, or I knew what sounded Christian, that it was easy to just do those things, or to say that was truth, even if I actually was feeling jealous, or comparing myself, or didn't have self-confidence, or you know, like you just, you know what to say, so you put those things on, and I feel like 
that is such a good way to describe it. It's like you just you just kind of just hide certain parts, like that type, that part of yourself, like whatever that might be, like the dramatic part or the sensitive part or the the angry part. You know, you just kind of learn to hide parts of yourself. Even if it's not like major sin, like behavior. You know, when we think of sin, like oh, right. that's right. horrible. But I, it's really interesting because you know I share a lot on here that I don't have any secrets. Like there's nothing that has happened in my mind that somebody doesn't know about. Like that's just the life I've decided to live because I don't like that feeling of hiding. I want to feel free and I want to feel known and understood and loved. Honestly, you cannot feel completely loved if you are not completely known. Because as long as I have something that people don't know about me, there will be the fear that if they really knew something, that thing, that they wouldn't love me. And so that's the reason we do hide things is like, what if I show them who I am and they shame me for that? What if they laugh at me? What if they say that it's stupid? You know, what if they say I am bad now or I'm not worthy of love? But it's really interesting because even lately I've been feeling this like, like I've told Carter a few times, like I, I've had this thing go on in my head and it's not a big thing. But I feel this like invitation to keep it a secret. Does that make sense? Like it's like there's almost a thought like there's no reason to say it. It's not a big deal. Right. Like just just don't you don't need to say it. It's this isn't a thing. And then I always go to this like kind of just a check of like if it's not a big deal, Haley then why can't you take the 45 seconds to say it? Right. And it's just like, I don't know, I've been telling him, it's like I've been really aware lately of this invitation to to keep things a secret. Right. And it's I don't, very tempting. Don't Because I, it always feels like that's going to be the safer choice or that it's that it's not necessary. But even just that process in your mind, right? you know it's that's not the truth. You know that there's something that is holding you back, you know, and that's, that's what I think that we don't, you know, we're so busy as women and we're just so, but I just think you have to be aware, like my big thing. And I know I've told you this, all you kids a thousand times of like, if you are reacting on a scale of one to 10 and you're reacting as an eight, but it's really just, couldn't there's no way it could be any more important than a three right that is telling you that is a sign of hey this is pinging something in you this is triggering something this is telling you that there is something that is unhealthy inside of you or there's something broken or there is something hurt or there's you know like you have these reactions and I saw that a lot and I I had already been on my journey but like when I pray for people or when I see people, I, a lot of times God will show me pictures of who they were when they were little. And I think that's such a, you know, there's something so pure about personalities beginning to develop when, you know, you look as a baby and you begin to get their personality if, if they're a little more difficult or if they're a laid back baby and they're a good sleeper. And then as they start walking and, you know, when I would look back at what I would remember as a four, five, six-year-old, I didn't even recognize myself. And as I got older, I realized, you know, why? Why did I not resemble? I was a very, 
I mean, sensitive, shy, embarrassed easily, very fearful, didn't want to talk to anybody, didn't want to look up. What I would say, you know, was a pretty, I mean, you don't have to be weak to have those things. But in my mind, you know, I, it was a very scary place for me to live. I was, had a lot of imagination. I spent a lot of time by myself, talking to myself, talking to my stuffed animals, you know, like I might cry for days if I had a goldfish die or, you know, any kind of living thing. I was extremely sensitive. And then as I look back as when I got married and I got older, I had become this very outspoken, strong, you know, seemingly brave. I'm going to, you know, attack the world. And I was like, wow, I am not even begin to be that same person. But why? You know, and for me, I had several different instances in growing up and especially through junior high that I felt like I was on my own. You know, my mom, who loved us all very much, but I always laughed and said her love language, and I don't think this is one of the ones in the book, was fear and worry. You know, she felt like the more she worried about us or for us, then that was her showing us how much she loved us. And so I learned really quick, you know, I went through some really ugly times in junior high with mean girls that were like, you know, and it didn't just, wasn't just like a few days. It was like weeks, months that no one would talk to me in seventh grade. No one would eat with me. No one, you know, and I had been in what you would consider kind of the cool girls group, you know, but they would just pick one girl every so often. It seemed like I was becoming that girl over and over and over. And when I went to my mom and she said, well, it was like a Friday night. And usually we went to the skating rink or we went to the movies as a group of girls. And she is like, well, what are you doing tonight? And I said, well, I'm just going to stay home. And she was like, why? And I said, well, because everybody's mad at me and I don't really have any friends. And, you know, I wanted it to be a safe place. Like I'm staying home. I'm safe. But that scared her so much and upset her that I was hurting so much that she just broke down and was like, oh, no, like, what are, what are you going to do? Like, that's so terrible. You don't have any friends. And what did you do? Or what what happened? And, you know, I, I ended up walking through that whole season totally alone. And I can remember, I, I think I probably was 12 and I can remember exactly where I was standing in front of my mirror back in my bedroom. And we had like two wings of the house. The master bedroom was one end and then us three girls were at the other end. But I was the only one, you know, that was ever around much at that point. And just being back there by myself and I had already made a strong decision to be with Christ. But I could just remember just like crying and crying and just brokenhearted. It was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I really had the thought of like, I just want to die. Like, I don't have anyone. I don't know what to do. I don't know why everyone hates me. I just want to die. And like, Jesus showed up like, you know, not a physical being, but I can remember that feeling of like, you're not alone. Like, I'll go with you 
if you want to walk this out together. And I began to really delve into that side of it. But something switched inside of me at that time. And that little girl that was bullied and not talked to, it was like I put her to death that day. And I walked into the school and I can remember, you know, it's so funny because once I quit caring, you know, um, right before that had happened, I'd went to my locker and, you know, every day you're just hoping, I hope someone talks to me today. I hope it's better today. And I can remember opening up my locker and there was a beautiful package and a note that said, we're all really sorry. We knew we know that you'll like this or something like that, and we want to be your friend. And when I opened it up, it had like a lid on it. When I opened it up, and here you're in the hall. It's just like the movies. Like all this dog food fell out in the hall right in front of my locker, and I was so embarrassed. And so that was what had triggered the time, you know, me finally telling my mom, and that upset her so much. In my mind, I was like, do not ever be weak in front of her again like she can't handle it like that upset her so and it makes you even more embarrassed because obviously this is a really big deal because she's crying and and carrying on it was like I just made me more ashamed of like well now I've done this to my mother I've I've embarrassed her too you know and so when I walked back into the school after my weekend with me and Jesus and was like okay I'm doing this. I had a whole different attitude. And what was crazy was, you know, as soon as I didn't care, they all kind of started coming back, you know, like, hey, you want to sit with us? Hey. And I can remember one girl saying, um, do you want to, uh, I'll walk to the bus with you t today. And I said, no, you know, I've been walking to the bus by myself for several weeks now and come to find out I really enjoy my company and I just walked off away from her and at that point I no longer was the little sensitive shy scared girl I was empowered but I became very opposite of like you're not gonna treat me like this you know I'm gonna speak my mind and so, you know, all of a sudden, this whole different person starts developing. And that obviously was in there somewhere. Right. I mean, I didn't just make it up. There was a very strong side of me. There was a, a outspoken side of me. There was an opinionated side of me. But that took over, you know, and it's almost like I had a split personality. And that personality is the one who took over. So I was like sensitive side you need to die that's just going to get you in trouble and I really didn't think that much about it you know this was who I was I I had found out who I was but then as my children began to be born once I had a very sensitive child I would be just like I could see it like she was sensitive like me and she was always upset and she was always hurt and her feelings hurt and she always you know and it began to scare me and I can remember and you know I thought I was pretty far along on my inner healing journey at this point but I remember talking to my friend and she said you know when you talk about this child 
you act like her being sensitive is a really negative thing. And it almost, it you know, there's just disgust in your voice. And I can remember I just, I burst out in tears and I said, I am, like, I do feel disgusted because I'm scared for her. Like, sensitivity is going to get you hurt. That's going to hurt her. It's not her friend. And, and you know, my friend was like, but if that's who she is, you know, how, how are you going to reconcile that? And I had to then step back again and say, oh, and God began to show me, like, I created you sensitive, you know, and it was a scary place for you, but... We have to start restoring some of that side of you. We have to start, you know, I want you to be both those things. Yes, the strong is great, but but you need to be sensitive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my compassion's never looked like, you know, what some people's compassion. I mean, I just feel like love is a strong thing. Truth is a strong thing. Right. I love strong. I love powerful. I love all of that. But the truth is, you know, we, we are sensitive and it, it, we do get hurt. But I think the lesson really there is all of us pick up things along our journey as we grow. Like we, we, sometimes we're not in safe places. And so we pick up maybe unhealthy things, but they, we needed them for our survival for a season, particularly when we are younger and we don't always have like the skills or everything, the support, you know, for people that, were enduring like abusive situations or so like you pick up skills that it's not who you it's not who they were created with it is who they had to become to survive a season of their life where they didn't have the protection they needed so it's really this interesting experience whenever you have children and you've picked up certain surviving tools that maybe you've you've carried with you your whole life and then the behaviors of the children remind you of your experiences that you went through as a kid and it's interesting how that is going to impact how we parent and that's going to impact how we you know approach our children well and you know and I can remember that the same child you know went through some of the same bullying and and not getting along with friends and friend drama you know as I did and you know, like, I was ready to go down there and, you know, slap around some girls. Or, you know, it's like, I won't be, I won't just leave my child out there. But the truth is, we can't fix all those things for our kids. And, you know, I really didn't have any power, except I could be there and say, when you come home, this is a safe place. Right. And if you don't, have friends to get along with you know then we'll watch a movie here or we'll pop some popcorn or like you can't protect yourselves from all of that or your kids from all of that pain but I definitely there's been several things in my life that um even on one of the other podcasts I said well God why didn't you tell me like I'm seeking you all the time I'm asking you why didn't you tell me that this was something that was in my life that was going to be like a big bridge out and I was going to go like go plummeting down to my death is what it felt like but you know and he did explain to me it was like I only will require you to give things up when you're in a safe place and that you can give them up. Right. And he only gave me compassion back when I was ready to be able 
to do it safely. You know, he yeah. really loves us so very much. And he doesn't require more of us than what we're ready to give yeah, to him. Yeah, and I think that continual understanding that really the, this life is about that continual journey of finding healing and becoming the person God created us to be. And I don't think that God is actually rushed on that. Like, I think he's okay with it being a process and us living our life with him and doing it year by year, decade by decade, becoming the person he created. I think that's kind of the whole point of it all. <laughs> like, Absolutely. and not this, I just don't think he is as destination oriented as we are. Like this performance, we need to get an A every day. I think he's actually like, oh, wasn't that a fun year? Can't wait for this next one. I'm going to teach yeah. you this about yourself. I'm going to teach you that about yourself. And I, I don't know. I think it's really cool, but I'd like to hear your perspective of your different experiences that you've kind of discovered some of these things that through the years that you had these aha moments that you were able to share. And I think that as you share them and as we share the things that God has taught us and stuff, it really helps other people do the same, like to identify, oh, maybe that's why I act this way with myself or with my children and understanding some of these dynamics. So I think that this was a really helpful um, thing to hear from. Well, I hope so, because, you know, it really is a journey. And, you know, it's really scary if you haven't started it. But the thing is, it's just like if you can just let a little crack come in and you realize, you know, oh, that that feels like freedom. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you can tell someone a little bit of your truth or something that you've never told anyone or something you think is stupid but you're struggling with once you do that and you realize that the world doesn't come to an end it you doesn't come crashing down you know of like because you start feeling like that's what it's going to be when you realize of like wow that was empowering I can do this like and then you want more the more truthful I became about myself the more I wanted you know it's very true yeah, it's very it's, true. It, it's and it's addicting. really exciting, but it, it you have to be really brave to begin it. It's addicting because we're all created to become fully ourselves. And there's only one way, one way to do it, and that's to stop hiding who we really are. And the truth is, is if we really want to rid ourselves of anxiety and loneliness and all of that fear, we have to start, we have to stop hiding, you know, hiding the fact that who we are so that we can experience real love. So... Anyway, Absolutely. Well, thanks, Mom, for coming on. I'm sure we'll have you back soon. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with a friend, write a review, or just message me on my social. Instagram is Redemption Unveiled, and Facebook is Redemption Unveiled Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me today because I know you are called to create something great, and I'm privileged to be a part. Have a great day.